Hello, friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order Special Edition Faith Friday here with my friend Eva Yurdik. Born in the picturesque land of Estonia, her journey has taken her across continents, residing in places like Sweden, Ukraine, the United Kingdom, and the United States. She's traveled to many countries in Europe, venturing as far as Mexico and the Bahamas. Eva was born again in the United States through TBN. She has become a full circle, having her inaugural book in English, The Diary Devotional, entitled My Intimate Conversations with Love, published this spring by TBN Trilogy Publishing. She's driven by an unrelenting passion to impart the heart of the Father God, whom she calls love, helping God's people to walk in greater intimacy with love. Eva is a local Christian TV and radio host, author, and speaker. She spends half a year in Estonia and the other half in the United States. Eva, thank you for being here. It's an honor. Thank you for you know, having me. I'm really excited. It it's is really such an honor. To know you. Oh, thank you. Tell me, how did you meet this God whom you love so much now? I met God um, when I was 10. I kind of knew that there, there had to be something else, something more than what I saw with my eyes. But I grew up under Soviet Union, so faith and religion was forbidden. Mm. So actually, no one in my family was Christian. So, But when I went traveling, when Soviet Union collapsed, I was 20. My mom wrote me uh, our Lord's Prayer on the piece of paper. I didn't even know that she knew it, but she wrote it for me and started to pray it when I was in UK. I was an au pair living there, and but I didn't actually get saved then. I was talking to God every day. I met missionaries there, and uh, they were Finnish missionaries, so they gave me a Finnish Bible. And I started to read a Finnish Bible, which is close to Estonian language, so I could read it. But for some reason, and I don't know where I took it, but I, I read 13 verses every day, starting from Genesis. So, I mean, I did not understand anything that I read, but I kept reading. it. I was um, working in casinos. I was uh, in, in, uh, in the States. At the time, I was flipping through channels to to find something to to watch at the same time, and I kept stumbling at TBN. So I stopped. I listened to it, and uh, did not understand anything that was said. But I started to cry. Tears just started flooding, and I was wondering. I mean, there's nothing wrong in in my life. Why am I crying? Of course, I later understood that it was Holy Spirit. But at the time it was I didn't understand. But in the end, this man who was speaking, who was Benny Hinn, uh, said that if someone got saved, call the number on the screen. And I did call the man answered and said hi. And I was, why do you say hi to me? It's a prayer line. Don't you, you know, don't you need to pray for me? And, I, and I, I was wondering, he didn't say anything. So I said, I just got saved. Would you please pray for me? And the man, he was a moment in quiet. And then he said, ma'am, you've got the wrong number. <laughs> so, 
I was thinking later on, I was like, oh my gosh, how God does things. He just lets some kid who just, you know, got saved to call someone who needs to get saved and tell them, you know, over that phone. So that's, that's how I got saved. Wow. So you got the wrong number when you meant to get the prayer line. Um, how, how did that conversation go? Or was it one of those, sorry, wrong number and you just hang up? Yeah, I think so. I think I didn't say anything more. Okay. But I think I, I think I said what God, you know, needed me to say to that man. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was probably confirmation that he didn't realize he was looking for maybe even. So you, you were saved by the word of God preached through Pastor Benny Hinn. Um, and what year was that? That was 93. 93. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And then what was life like for you after that moment? I mean, were you a changed person, Eva? I was. I actually got absolutely and radically saved. I was, yeah, that was a complete turnaround. I wasn't the same person before anymore. I found a church for myself in Los Angeles. I loved the church, the people, and they loved me. I had really found myself a family. And uh, so I, I really, I actually lived in the church or in front of TV in front of, you know, listening to TV and I was just sopping out absolutely everything that I, that I possibly could. I was so hungry. I was like mm. a sponge, but my visa was running out oh. and, uh, I, I, I didn't care about going back to Estonia. I left so many broken relationships behind. I didn't want to deal with them. I didn't want to go back home anymore. So I was fine, you know, staying in the States without visa. That was my thinking. But God had other plans. So one Sunday, my pastor asked me to go to the front. And he presented me a one-way ticket to Estonia that my church family had bought me. And I was, I was shocked. I was completely shocked. I was like, what on earth is happening? I don't want to go back to Estonia. But I did understand that he had to send me back. Wow. You refer to God as love in your book. And I want to get back to your story in a moment. But for now, I know the Bible says that God is love. So it's not, a, it's not that far of a stretch. But can you tell us how you got to the place that, that you know of God personally as love with a capital L? I grew up in a very broken family. Um, my dad left us when I was three, my mom and my sister. So my mom got married a second time when I was about six, and we moved to Latvia. So for two years, I lived in Latvia, in Latvian culture. I went to, La- to school in Latvia, and then uh, the marriage broke. So we moved back to Estonia, and by the time I was 10, my mom had got married for the third time. And this time the marriage lasted, but he was not happy. So I never, ever knew a good father. And for me, it was exceedingly hard to see God as a good father. It really was very, very difficult. So about almost 20 years ago, God told me to start writing out verses from the Bible and exchange God for love 
So I started to do it and I did it for myself. And every time I read through uh, the scriptures, I mean, the, what I had written, I cried. I cried every single time. I kind of uh, wrote out the scriptures, then I read it, I, I meditated on it, and then I put it aside until I took it out again and added to it and added to it until it became a devotional. Hmm. And then God put on my heart to to write out also prayers there. And it became more of a conversation with God, like a dialogue with him where he, where he would uh, express his, his different sides to me. And I kind of tried to put it into the book mm-hmm. and uh, also prayers to that every little uh, kind of um, devotional has also a prayer that helps the reader to get closer to God, to get deeper into his heart. Mm-hmm. And, and at, at one point, God told me, he, told, he asked me, Eva, would you go deeper with me? And I was like, what do you mean deeper? I mean, where yeah. is that deeper place? Yeah. But I mean, I knew that I would say yes to him. I always say yes to him. But it was scary. It's funny to think about it, but it was actually scary to me to uh, go deeper into his heart. Well, he's always calling his people deeper. If I'm learning anything in this season of shaking that's happening in the body and in the the church right now, it's it's, uh, this deeper and how Jesus said in Matthew 24, like the one who holds on to the end will be saved. Like I never really understood that, you know, until we go through this tremendous shaking that's happening right now. Do, Do you have any examples of people who have read the devotional book that you've written that have been impacted and experienced some of the emotional healing from a traumatic childhood that you have? So at one point I put what I had written, I put it, the whole thing on my website, which I don't have anymore. But my, my sister's husband at the time, he's from an extremely broken background and he's been, you know, trying to uh, kind of seek God and know God. And when he got to my website, uh, he actually said that um, he finally understands God, that he mm. finally kind of met God in, the, in his brokenness. Wow. Eva, as, as you were reading over those verses that you had written out, that you had exchanged the name God for the word love, again with a capital L, why do you think that prompted you to weep? God was touching the areas in my heart that I had shut down. I was always very superficial. And at the time, I already was teaching the Bible. I was already ministering to people. But what God showed me was I knew the word. I was praying the word. I was, uh, I was a total prayer warrior. But I did not know the heart behind mm-hmm. the truth. And that yeah. made me cold toward myself and toward others as well. Do you find a lot of people know much about God, but they don't really know him much? Yes, I do. And that is really, really sad. I think a lot of Christians know so much about God and they think that they know God, 
but when you talk to them, you realize that they've never really met God personally. And that that is that makes us very superficial. Then we try to please God. We try to be good to him, but we don't understand the way he loves us, the way he accepts us. Mm-hmm. We try to be something that we are really not. Yeah, we're we are all just broken people and in need of of healing. Uh, so back to the story of of the church, the one way ticket back to Estonia. Why why were you leaving the country at that point, and what was next for you in in your journey? When God took me back to Estonia, I knew He was telling me to take two pieces of paper. And on one piece of paper, he told me to write down all the names of the people who had hurt me and in what way. And on the other piece of paper, he told me to write down the names of all the people who I had wronged. Mm. And then he told me to take out those pieces of paper every morning and start forgiving those people who had hurt me Mm. and start uh, calling or going to the people who I had wronged and ask for their forgiveness. Wow. So, yeah, it was, it was, uh, and it was about a month into uh, this forgiving every morning and then going to people. And I went to every single member of my family and asked for their forgiveness. And they were like, wow, they couldn't believe that I would ask for their forgiveness because I really was. Um, I was quite a bully, actually. I was not a nice person, really. Mm. So they saw the change, very big, big way. And when I asked for people's forgiveness, and then suddenly, in about a month, something happened. And I felt joy, just like you told me before, that God gave you joy. That's how he gave me joy. And I was, I was like, when is it going to leave? Because I mean, I had been happy before, but it was always conditional how I felt or what was happening in my life. I was happy or I was unhappy, but the joy did not leave me in spite of maybe things not being so easy or nice, Mm -hmm. but the joy stayed with me. That was amazing mm-hmm. to me. So that was the mm-hmm. first thing that God did when he sent me back home. So you sought forgiveness with other people. God was transforming you from the inside out. You were getting this fruit of the spirit joy that was flowing from your heart. Um what did it do for your relationships with your friends, your family, and the other people that you had left behind in Estonia that you were coming back to and apologizing to after all of these years? They were quite shocked. My sister, my actually my stepsister, um, uh, she said to me that she had never met anyone so good, like such a good person like me. Wow. And so... It was radical. It really was a radical change that happened in my life because I really did not care about anyone before. It was just me, 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 me. That's it. Yeah. That's well, the, the the product of growing up and having to fend for yourself. You were kind of conditioned that way. 
Uh, but at the same time, you were also forgiving other people for the wrongs that they had done you done to you. What did that forgiveness look like, and and how did forgiving other people affect you? I believe that's when the true joy came to me when I forgave, because there were so many grudges, there was so much bitterness inside of me, so much hurt. So I mean, there was no room for joy in my heart. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. There's a there's a verse in First Thessalonians five that says. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't give the devil or Satan a foothold. Did you find that as you were forgiving other people that Satan was losing his grip on you and you were being set free in some new ways? Yes, definitely. Absolutely. I mean, it took still years for, you know, I think it's gradual, the freedom that we step in. There's always something more to get free from and to be set free from Mm -hmm. but yes it was it I really thought I didn't kind of uh, take my Christianity like um, a Sunday Christianity or it was daily it really was daily commitment daily seeking the Lord daily reading the word I actually wrote down into my uh, organizer Every single day I had like prayer time, worship time, word, and it was really good to put the tick after that. But it was so new to me. I had to train this habit into me. Daily disciplines are so important. I love that. How did God teach you gratitude through this journey? It was at one point, everything was going really well for me. And at one point, I lost most of my income overnight. Something's wrong in my business, so I acquired debt. And that was the time when I was writing my first book. My church had pushed me out to do radio programs, and no one paid me for those things. So I tried to get some mercy with the debt that I would be able to start maybe paying a bit later. But they gave me no mercy. They said, you have to start paying the debt back right now. So I had like no income, I had the debt and and some other things, just really bad things happen at the same time. So I, I just went to God and was like, what am I going to do now? I mean, what do you want me to do? And that's when he told me, he said, you start to give thanks to me more than you have ever done before. And that was literally the last thing that I wanted to hear because I was in such, I mean, I, I wanted to take a thick blanket and just throw it over me and never come and face the world again. I was, it was so horrible that time for me. And God told me to start giving thanks to him like more than ever before. I was like, are you serious, God? That is the last thing I want to do. But I obeyed. I had learned to obey. So I decided I had my little I had my little dog uh, that I walked for an hour every night. So I decided that I was going to give this time to God for an hour. I was going to give thanks to him the whole hour, just giving thanks. So I stepped out the first night 
and I was thinking, okay, what am I going to give thanks to God for? And the only thing that I found that was good in my life was it was beautiful snow and really well cleaned paths. So I gave thanks to God for a whole hour for the beautiful snow and the clean paths. And for two whole weeks, literally, I did not find anything else good in my life than those two things. So for two weeks, for an hour, every single day, I gave him thanks for the beautiful snow and the clean paths. So at one point I added like the warm, comfy winter clothes so that I didn't have to be cold or anything. But this took also for weeks when uh, suddenly the like the covers were taken off and I was like, oh my gosh, how ungrateful I have been. I mean, he has done so much to me. He has answered so many prayers and I can't find anything to give him thanks for. And I was, um, I didn't think this way consciously, but I saw that my attitude had been that I asked God for those things. I exerted my faith. I stayed in faith. I got those things. So why should, I mean, I did all the work. Why should I give God thanks for those things? Mm -hmm. I did not consciously think this way, but I realized that this is how I acted. And that Mm -hmm. was, that was embarrassing. That was, uh, I couldn't believe it that I had been so blind, literally like so blind that I couldn't see those good things in my life. But when, when these blinders were taken off, I was the word of God suddenly opened up to me more than ever before, mm. and uh, and I also understood that when in a difficult situation, God asks us to do something. It is really to deliver us, to set us free, because it yeah. was the self pity yeah. that was drowning yeah. me at the time. Yeah. And gratitude was the key to get me out. As soon as I obeyed, he was there. And I look back at this time and I literally do not know how I was able to pay my bills and pay the debt payments because the money that came in uh, seemed to be less than what I gave out. So it was totally supernatural. Yeah. He, he he loves to do that. He loves to do that and just show off with his goodness. And one of the things that you said is is our our praise is a weapon, right? It's a it's a spiritual weapon. And when we take the focus off of ourselves and off of our victimhood and put the praise on him, he will glorify his name. Jesus said, I've come to glorify your name. God said, I will glorify. You were about twenty years old, I think, when you became a believer. How old were you when you went back to Estonia? And then what was your life like after that? Stayed only about half, any, half a year in the States okay. until God sent me back. Oh, okay. But, yeah. But I started to translate uh, foreign missionaries and, uh, and pastors when I got back to Estonia. It was actually TBN that helped me to find a church, charismatic church. And um, yeah, I started to translate missionaries and pastors for quite several years. So I was like in constant training. Yeah. 
That's amazing. And are you still with TBN all these years later? They published my first book in English, the Diary Devotional. That uh, okay. TBN published that, so it was like a full circle. I came okay. like a full circle and got saved through them, and now they published my book. What is next for you on your journey, Eva? Oh my goodness, really good question. Where I am right now, I don't quite know. I just feel that he's saying, just take my hand, trust me. I mean, he's taken me. I remember someone prophesied over me years ago, and they said that God gives wiggle room to people, but he doesn't give any wiggle room to me. So he's got this really straight path, narrow path. I have to just trust him one step at a time. And that's how he's, he's, he's been leading me. He does not show me things ahead. They happen suddenly. Like TV, when I was brought into TV, it, it just happened so suddenly. I had just come through again, deeper in a healing. And God was saying, you ready? Just go. And mm-hmm. so, so things happen suddenly. So I'm waiting for the next suddenly. What does your life look like right now? And if you could change any one thing, what would it be? I don't know. I mean, I uh, I have been really happy with uh, with God and with the steps that He has taken me. I I did ask for a husband when I was younger, and uh, I remember I wrote a whole list to him. I was I was quite insecure, and then I shared with one of my friends, American friends, American guy uh, that had lit, written the list. And then I told him how many points I had. And he looked at me, he was like, Are you, do you want to marry Jesus? Was <laughs> so Ideally, I kind of yeah. burned the list, but I have not, you know, uh, met that guy yet. But God has okay. been telling me that soon. So, yeah. Well, I was I was telling you before the before the recording that we um, that I just interviewed a Christian life coach from the Boise area last week, and um, she got married later in life, you know, and that's a big part of her testimony now. So may God bless you and 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 give you all of the desires of your heart. Thank you. If you could give one piece of advice or a, a favorite Bible verse, or if if you could sum up um, one message that you desperately had to share with the world, what would that be? Actually, yes, God has um, has been speaking to, to me uh, about his creativity, about not conforming to the world. He's been telling me about how so many things that we have in our ever in our lives as Christians are really not of Him. He's been shaking everything that has been can can be shaken. But from to me, He also said that uh, He is going to pull down quite a lot of those um, kind of uh, uh, teachings that I have acquired under um, charismatic movement. And he's mm-hmm. moving me into sonship, into apostolic movement. Mm-hmm. And also he's he's really teaching me about creativity and how he would want his amazing creativity to come forth through his children 
so that we would become the answer to the world's problems, that we don't go to people or or establishments in order to hit them with the Bible, but to help them to find answers to difficult problems because they don't have a source where to get the answers, but we have it and and help them as such and uh in that in this way bring them to himself yeah the church has spent so much time trying to be the holy spirit and convict people of their sin instead we should just be loving people you know and and even jesus said that we were to be known by our love for one another and yet somehow we've inverted that but we're trying to win the lost and we don't love each other if we would just get our house in order if we would do a good job of loving one another and stop judging one another and and then give the world real alternatives to a lot of the problems i i think that's such a powerful message eva thank you so much for being here can you please share with us how people can find more of your work and um, how they can support your ministry I do have a Facebook page, uh, which is my name, E-B-E-J-U-U-R-I-K. And I have Instagram accounts. One is on my name and one is Eva Yorik Author. And okay. my book is available in on Amazon and in Barnes & Noble and in probably in some other places. Well, congratulations on that. Thank it's a so huge accomplishment. And that's that's really exciting. I look forward to reading it. Who would you say if there was if there was one ideal candidate to read Eva's book and be blessed by it, how would you describe that person? I think everyone could could benefit because it is the word of God. And it is the living word, and God can reveal himself to each of us totally, intimately, and personally. So I can't find one candidate. I think whether we're grown Christians or we're young Christians, we're broken or we're we're happy with our lives, he can still reveal himself to each of us exactly the way we need him at, at that point. Amen. Eva Jordik, you have um, taught me a lot today, beginning with how to pronounce your name properly. Not that I've gotten it all down yet, but it was such an honor speaking with you. Thank you so much for your time. I was just thinking about uh, kind of uh, the book, uh, still kind of those who want to go deeper, because there are lines in the, in the book where you can write down what God is telling you and what you would want to tell God. So it's really to go deeper into God's heart, but it also works for those who just want to read it, who don't want to write anything down. But I just, uh, I'm just so excited that you invited me and I'm, I've really enjoyed talking to you very, very much. I truly have. I feel like I've gained a family member. You know, I'm a big believer that the true followers of Yeshua, our Messiah, are we're brothers and sisters. Bless you, my friend. I feel the same, absolutely and totally. So I'm, I'm really grateful. Thank you.